I'm a ghost, I'm a cold-blooded killer, but I wouldn't hurt you. Every inch of your skin closes in, I surrender, will you be my last one? Into the bones, you'll never know how far the cycle
BFF.FM, you're on Baytime. I'm Christopher Beal. That's my friend Poyo Del Mar. And welcome to the second late night episode, the second Pride Month episode of On Baytime. How are you this week, Poyo Del Mar? I'm delightful. How are you, Christopher JBU? This is like a first talk break tradition for you, is it not? I like it. It's Poyo Del Mar after dark. So erotic. Um, I had erotic, a blast this last erotic. weekend. Um, Put your hands all over my body. I don't know if you noticed this is me trying to move on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get this thing called timing down eventually, I swear. No, um, this last weekend I went to Disneyland, um, which is something I used to do all the freaking time, like every two months-ish, go down there for a weekend, and haven't been able to do it in a year and a half. Um it was kind of fun. I think you would have hated it. I'm sure I'd have hated it anywhere. Well do, well, do you hate Disney in general? Or I don't necessarily specifically hate Disney, but for the for the listeners out there, you know that he took a hammock. I you know that he strung it up every time. That it was horrible. There was no. It there was, was no horrible. Hammock. There was no stringing up of hammocks, Poyo Delmar. Mm. There was there was writing of rides. Here's why I think you would have hated it. I you're the kind of kind of person that gets hangry, right? Like well, if you if you reach that point where you need to yes, eat, you're I going to just start snatching heads off everywhere, right? I snatch heads off whether I'm hungry That's or not. That's what I'm saying. So like, I'm sure you're ferocious least, yes. on an empty stomach. So you know, normally at Disneyland, there's just like this this cornucopia of like churros and all kinds of like foods that you can quickly access even quick service meals you want some chicken tendies you want a burger you can get that stuff quick and then there's the sit-down restaurants if you want to make a reservation and do the whole thing well because of covid everything is mobile order but what that means is everything gets booked way ahead of time so on average we had to book whatever we wanted to eat like two to three hours in advance. I'm talking everything from lunch to a Dole Whip. Yeah. Hours I already, in advance. It sucked. I mean, I already <laughs> hate Disney for the most part because it's so filled with like children. I love how earlier you were like, I don't hate Disney per se. And then after that monologue, you were like, I already hate Disney. <laughs> well, you know, Disney's all like full of um, children and they're like running around and it's, you know, the happiest place and on earth. Disney but, adults. But it's, yeah, and the Disney adults are exceptionally annoying. But the the fact remains that those places, I, I'm very much into theme parks, and I love um, the excitement of roller coasters and all of those great things. But there's a but coming. Yeah, there's a but. But Disney doesn't traditionally have good roller coasters. No, it's traditionally entertainment. You like Disney, amusement parks. Yeah, like I, I like amusement parks. Yeah, you like know, I parks. like to go to places where I can ride amazing roller coasters and and all of those things. And I'm not really into like sitting in a freaking teacup or whatever, <laughs> like a teacup spinning around. I'm happy like, to oh report that, that we did not do the teacups on this trip. Anyways, this is well, not was the on point about then? my Disneyland trip, except to say that um, they have, um, uh, in uh, just for like the last couple of years, they haven't been doing it for very long. Disney has been releasing uh, a line of Pride merchandise every year. This year, they've actually, and they may have done it in years past, but this year they made it prominent enough that I noticed. So that's why we're talking about it. Also, I didn't have this show in years previous um they are actually donating proceeds to lgbt charities 
this year from uh, from their line of pride merchandise so i picked a couple picked up a couple of things like a you picked a, up a, a what super, appears to be a pride thong a pride <laughs> jock strap of something or another um sorrow is here on the show on Bay she also this week. by the way got a pride purse it's very lovely Okay. Well, um, is, I don't want to like set sorrow up in the midst of this craziness. So, um, more of that, and we'll check the gay news. It's going to be an exciting show. Thanks for hanging out tonight. You're on Bay Time.
FF.FM, community radio for San Francisco. It's Pride Month and you're on Baytime. That's Pollo Delmar over there uh, sitting next to Chester, um, who's wearing his Disney Pride dog collar because he's adorable and homosexual. And oh I'm Christopher Beale, Chester's dad. <laughs> homosexual, comma. Professional, hammock gay, Disney gay. Adorable. Mm. Annoying radio gay. We have a really special guest on Baytime tonight, and you've probably noticed a theme. Since Pollo Delmar joined the show, we've been really hustling um, for guests. And this is not um, because either of us are particularly good at booking. It's just because Pollo Delmar refused to do this show if she only had to talk to me. I said, (laughs) look, I think that we're moving to a new time slot. Sorry, I was like, you know what? I... I think we're going to move to a new time slot. We're going to be after dark. And, you know, I think that people deserve to hear some interesting commentary and conversations with stars. Well, we have a star on the show. Um, we've been playing a song called Eyelids. You heard it right at the top of the show this week on Baytime. Since the first episode of On Baytime, it was one of our day one songs. So Saro has been one of our day one artists. And Saro will join us later on on the show on Baytime. And over the course of the show, you're going to hear Saro's entire Spotify top five. So listen out for that. Just a few minutes away from the gay news, Saro's going to join us. Join us, you're on Baytime. I feel- 
FF.FM
crying softly I'm lonely now Pride Month on BFF.FM Community Radio for San Francisco. You're on Baytime. This is mine and Pollo Del Mar's love letter to San Francisco's LGBTQIA community. It's a perfect month to become a bestie. Our besties get all kinds of cool benefits here at BFF.FM, and you help keep the doors open, help keep the station on the air. So thanks in advance. It's time to, uh, you know, open our gay agenda MailChimp email newsletter which is not a thing, um, Republicans. But what we have done is checked the gay news because it's Pride Month. Things are starting to open back up. Um, One example is that the San Francisco Giants are playing again in front of crowds and they've done, they've really pulled out all the stops for Pride this year. And the Giants usually have a pretty good relationship with the gay community. But this year, they're on the field in Pride uniforms um, for, I I believe it was a couple of games. Um, And they hosted a Pride movie night or are going to host a Pride movie night June 11th and 12th. That's still coming up at Oracle Park. So. Yes, and of course, good friend Miss Honey Mahogany sang the national anthem at the recent MLB opening game, I guess, for them. So, uh, if, if anyone uh, hears this that knows Honey Mahogany, um, send this to Honey Mahogany, and uh, we just want you to know there's a spot on the couch here next to Pollo Domar that is open for you anytime, Honey Mahogany. We would love to have you on the show. Um, so the San Francisco Giants have released a line of Pride merchandise that I'm certain is is going to the appropriate charities because otherwise that would be highlighted and bold in all of these articles. Um, so it's just really cool to see a major organization, especially one that's based around kind of masculine heteronormativity, uh, really embracing the city's gay community. It gives me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, of course. I think that, you know, the the sporting teams that we've had here in the San Francisco Bay Area have always traditionally pretty much for at least the last number of years done quite well by our community. And they they actually have, you know, LGBTQ nights and such of that nature, things of that nature, um, where we are invited, you know, to be participating in those things. So ideally, this is something that's going to continue to expand. You know, like I I'm very much involved in the world of professional wrestling, and this is an expansion that we've seen there as well to the kind of inclusion that we're um, not so accustomed to, generally speaking. So, I mean, we're talking about tomorrow night 
and Saturday night at Oracle Park Pride movie night with the San Francisco Giants. Go pick up some of that Pride merchandise. Bring me some, please. I'll take a hat. Hey, um, I might go to the one on the 12th. Mm. Oh, That's and tempting. You know what? And while while you're tr- while you're heading down there, swing by a Burger King and pick up their new Chiking. Like it's a, wait, see, what is it a thing? It's a Chiking, and it's um, Burger King's way of throwing mad shade at Chick Fil A because Chick Fil A is back in the news once again for supporting uh, anti LGBTQ. Is this a situation. thing? Yes, and so Burger King has launched the new Chiking. And 40 cents of every Chiking purchase goes to an LGBTQ nonprofit organization. So it's a fundraising thing. You can not only take a swipe at the hateful Chick-fil-A peeps, but you can get some delicious burger. It's a hand-breaded chicken filet, pickles, and a signature sauce served on a potato bun. I'm not going to lie. I'm on Postmates right now. I'm looking. It's like... Because if we can get these on Postmates, we are about to have some. Yeah. So... You know, the, Just to be clear, Chick-fil-A has always been known for really kind of sliding money into these really, um, giggity question. Yeah. Like anti-gay organizations. So they've been supporting that and it's recently popped back up in the news and, um, the chicken is available. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I'm getting, Oh, this. and guess what? Do you want one? Guess what? You could also order your chickens also on Sundays. Because Chick-fil-A <laughs> is closed on Sundays to worship the Lord, Henny. But praise perfect. God I can eat chicken from Burger King and it will not be um, soured by the taste of hate. I am legit about to order a chicken um, right now. Do you want one? Uh, obviously. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going we're gonna to order some chickens. Hey, uh, while you're on That's the way to- That we're going to be donating technically to a nonprofit LGBTQ organization. That means that means we're awesome. Um, another thing you can do on the way to Burger King to get your chicken is swing by Eros, which is now open. Oh my God. That's not exactly the same thing. You can, um, like, I don't know. Can you I can, read you, you my favorite quote from the E-Bar? You can either <clears throat> order a chicken or you can go over there and choke your chicken. Co-owner Ken Rowe said that people in the play space, which is my favorite way to describe this because I'm picturing McDonald's. Co-owner the Ken Rowe said they're like people, jumping in the balls, right? It, exactly so in the ball pit. Gross. Uh, co-owner Ken Rowe said that people in the play space can have sex, but they have to remain masked. <laughs> Which I'm guessing is probably better How because does that work. Honey, I would want some of those people to stay masked too, because I just wouldn't want to have to look at the face. Oh, people don't have to wear masks in locker rooms, steam rooms, or showers, it says, though each has a capacity limit. Wait, but I don't understand. First of all, y'all, I have lived in San Francisco since nineteen ninety nine and Eros is a it's not exactly a it's not a bathhouse specifically, but I would say it is a sex club of sorts. Uh, certainly very centrally located. It's right on Market Street across from the big Safeway at Church and Market. And it is a longtime staple of the city. As it much is, as yeah. as much as I never want to participate in that location myself, I would be aghast if it closed because I do think that it certainly speaks to part of our history that kind of like sexual liberation of our history it speaks to the repression of society too it's, yeah it, some of it just the fact that it that but, they needed to exist but the the fact of the matter remains that I, you know i just 
I've never been in there. I've never really wanted to be in there. Yeah, um, me either. But I mean, it's know, not my thing. But God I, bless I, them I support their there. right to be in business. Absolutely. You yeah. better. You better go over there. You. You like better I, go. You yeah. Better Wait, go. Do all be the things Aero-C. that we're not going to say on BFF.FM. But do yeah do the arrow c thing and and if you're play, there play say hi kids. to my girlfriend miss alexis miranda she lives up in there practically good for you alexis <laughs> you can get out of the house honey <laughs> oh and uh, steamworks berkeley is uh, reopening on the 17th so uh, 17th of june East bay yeah you can go check oh out. my goodness now we know where this truly scandalous will be going they'll be where they'll be spending their their pride i honestly thought that place was going to be closed forever but I'm, I mean, I guess I'm glad that you're like, it would reopening. be a tragedy if arrows closes. And then I say, Steve works Berkeley. And you're like, I thought that place was done. No, for real though. Because <laughs> I, I, I questioned, you know, they, they closed up and they, um, somebody tweeted or maybe posted on Facebook, a, a sign, I guess they'd gone there and been devastated to discover that the doors were closed in the middle of, by the way, the, in the middle of a pandemic is not, that's not the place I'd have like really run over. And I would have probably never known that it was closed if somebody else sent and posted it. But um, yes. So apparently you can get your groove on it this pride month now that everything is reopening. Yep. Um, all the things that you would like to do are available to you. Yep. Um, all the places are reopening so you can reopen. And strut is also, uh, reopened. So, uh, of course, um, you once can you've reopen. gone, yeah, once you've gone there, once you've gone down to, you know, Eros or steam, maybe stop by strut first, probably stop by there after. Like, you know, like if they presumably, if they've, I don't know what these people have been doing. I don't know what people have been doing for sex it's during, during true. COVID. You know, I'm sure that, that there's a lot of people who've been like, you know, I mean, no tea, no shade. I got, I got on prep like right at the end of the pandemic, but I was definitely not on it during it because I wasn't having sex with anyone, you know? So well, I think a lot of people are kind of in that boat. And I, I imagine Eros will probably have a busy opening week. Oh my God. They're, they're going to have a busier opening week than then the Giants just had. You know what I want to make happen? on the block. I want to become the official radio show of Eros. Of Eros. I want. I want on Bay Time on Thursday nights. You'll just be in there late no, night. I'm not going to go there and play it. No, I'm just saying that, like you know, you could, people who go there on Thursday nights will, be, will all of a sudden they'll be like, I'll sit outside and pass out condoms. <laughs> there are people who do those things, girl. There are yeah. people who already do that. To keep the community safe. Well, I don't want to be useless. Sorrow um, oh, has God, been a day one now? artist um, on, on Baytime, and we're going to bring him into the show soon. I'm actually really excited about, um, I think some artists change their name, you know, like to an artist name. But then you go, why? Because they have such a cool real name. Uh-huh. Uh, Sorrow's real name is Evan Windom. W-I-N-D-O-M. So like not the like British spelling. Evan Windom. That's a cool name. Maybe not as cool as Sorrow, but we'll talk to Sorrow next on Beta. I wanna run away, I wanna lie, I don't wanna lie. Send me a gun, and I'll see the sun. You got plenty of every hurt and heartbreak You just take it all to the face I know that you want to cry But it's much more to life than dying over your past mistakes And people who do dirt on your name 
since 10 I've been feeling lonely Had friends, but they was picking on me I was thinking when my lips so big Was I too dark and it since my fears These gay thoughts were always on me I pray God would take it from me It's hard for you when you're fighting And nobody knows it when you're silent I be by the phone Standing Nicky morning into dawn Cause I feel like I belong Strangers make you feel so loved, you know And I'm happy by the way Then I made that jump, that leap of faith I'm happy that it all worked out for me I'ma make my fans so proud of me, oh So gay for San Francisco on Baytime. BFF.FM. Closed my eyes so I couldn't see it. Felt so numb, but now I'm ready to feel it. So tonight I'm making friends with all the creatures that are hiding there under my bed.
Saro. S-A-R-O. He's been a day one artist on On Bay Time. His song, Eyelids, opened this show. And he'll join us in three minutes on Bay Time on BFF.FM. Sleeping off the side effects again now. FM is community radio for San Francisco. I'm Christopher Beal. That's Pollo Del Mar over there on the couch with my dog Chester, looking adorable. And joining us from Southern California, it's Saro. Welcome to the show, Saro. Stoked to be here. 
I, I was doing a little bit of reading on you, and um, I think one of the more fascinating things about sorrow is what came before sorrow is what uh, what led to the creation of sorrow and i think yeah um i was talking with poyo off the air before this about how um so many more people in the public eye are coming out earlier and earlier in life or just being more public about who they are in every way um and i think through that we're finding more and more commonalities through our our coming out stories and our just our, our early life and how we found ourselves in our creative voice so i wonder if you could share um how you got from you know birth to sorrow <laughs> yeah um good question yeah so as a kid i loved singing my parents they they would try to actually record me and stuff to send in to uh, agents and stuff because they were like you need to sing and i was like leave me alone i want to play video games um <laughs> but when i was in high school i made a friend her name was simone battle and she was like really pursuing music full-on like doing everything. And um, it was really inspiring. And I kind of knew in the back of my mind that I was inspired by that. And I was like, I wish I kind of could do the same. And there was one night where her and I were together. This was a little later, a couple of years after we met. Um, and I was drinking and we, she was, I think she was sober, but I was kind of drunk and she was playing guitar. And I started singing with her guitar and she was like, oh my God, you can sing. She had no idea. I had like a, I was a closet singer and <laughs> a shower um, singer, a closeted, singer. exactly yeah. a closeted closet singer. <laughs> um, and so she was like, Oh my God, you could sing. She's like, you have to come to the studio with me. And that moment that I, the first time I ever went to the studio was with her. And from that moment, I knew that I needed to be in the studio for the rest of my life. It was like, this is where I need to be. Um, so that was my, she became my best friend. And um, after that, I just started to get, trying to get into every studio, every session, work with as many, you know, producers as I could, uh, to kind of try to find it, find my sound. Um, and she, uh, I was working on music I, and I, and I started putting music out as Evan Mellows. That was like my Which is your real debut. first name. And, uh, and yeah. My real name first is name is Evan. Name. Yeah, exactly. And, um, well, you know, put out some songs as Evan Mellows and, Simone was there at all my shows supporting me and all this stuff. And then Simone um, went through uh, a mental psychosis and it ended up committing suicide and it completely devastated me. Um, I had a project finished and I just, I like had no will to put it out. I had no will to really do much of anything for months and months. So I started making music again as a means of therapy. And it was really like the thing that got me through that loss was writing about it and, and getting it out in that way. So once I decided that I wanted to start sharing that music with the world, I knew that it couldn't be under the same moniker. I knew that it had to be like something new. And um, yeah, I just, I scrapped all the old music. I think one song, uh, Rampart came from the old project that that was on the first thing that I put out as sorrow. But yeah, I put a list of of words and just inspiring phrases and stuff together. And sorrow, the word sorrow, S O R R O W, was on there from the Smith song um, "Pretty Girls Make Graves," mm -hmm. because in the song, I'm like talking about it so on so many tangents. But in the song, he says, um, "And sorrow's uh, native son, he will not smile for anyone." And at the time I wasn't smiling and I would go to family events and 
And my mom would be like, will you smile for this picture? And I was just like, I had no, there was not a smile within me. So when I heard that song later on, um, that really stuck with me. And I wrote the word sorrow down and then I changed the spelling and that became it. Can I tell you, I did not connect S-A-R-O to S-O-R-R-O-W until just now. Did you connect to that, Boyle Delmore? Chester got it. And Chester, Chester de- did definitely it, got yeah. it. You know, when I was reading up on you, you mentioned a lot of things like um, The Cure and uh, Morrissey and, and The Smiths and, and as things that have inspired you, you know, musically. But the music that we've heard from you more recently is not that way at all it's not smith's s and not in the no. least uh there was what was it that catapulted you from one performance style to the next well the most recent release was a product of me being in the pandemic and feeling so low already that i didn't want to write a sad song and that's where daddy i love him was born he has a snake tattooed on his face I heard he dropped out before the seventh grade My mother cries when she hears his name But how he melts in my mouth And every time my eyes meet He can take all of me He can take all of me I know you think it's all wrong It goes against your beliefs But all the same obviously still some like darkness in that song but um i just needed something lighter 
I needed something that was a little bit more surface that I didn't have to like dig too deep about. You were trying and to write a pop song. Is that what you're saying? I I <laughs> I love writing pop songs. I write pop songs all the time that like aren't for me, like with other people and like as, you know, as a different form of therapy, like as a fun thing. But um, but yeah, when I wrote that song, it it didn't start out as like, hey, let's write a pop song. It was like, let's write a sorrow song and that just happened to be the mood I was in, you know? Um, it's just, yeah, wanting something a little lighter in that really tough time. Does sorrow describe your current mood? Because uh, you, you mentioned that you didn't have a smile within you, but my observation is that you smile know, a lot. That. So uh, something obviously changed in you and you've, you've found, you found your joy. Well, yeah, I mean, the mourning process took a, a while, but I'm inherently a really happy and fun and silly and weird person um so yeah the name i still love the name i still think that there's sorrow within me there always will be and that's how i get it out is through this outlet of music so you know there's still going to be some sad songs on this this project that i have coming out this year and um yeah there's it's a journey there's a little bit of everything there's a lot of there's some queer pop Oh, I like R&B, darkness. It's kind of all there. Um, so I think it really embodies what I am and what sorrow is. What was your coming out like? I It took me a long time to come out to my family because when I was really young, I was either 14 or 15. My dad said to me, he said, if you're gay, I'll kill you. Like straight to my face. And I just like receded so deeply and i already knew at that time i was still kind of figuring it out i was like still kind of dating girls and hooking up with girls and stuff but um i think that he knew as well 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 later i knew that he you know had it had an idea and my whole family did but um he doesn't remember saying that to me when i came out to him it was maybe like six or something years later, but I had recurring dreams about him chasing me with guns, chasing like literally really dark dreams that kind of made me really put up new closets for every single person that I met because I really didn't want anyone to know. But when I came out to him, it was like, I blacked out the moment moment almost because it was like unreal that he was so accepting of it. Um, And I came out to him before I came out to my mom, which is absurd to me thinking about it but he's kind of the one that coaxed it out of me in a way. Um, and then when I brought up the fact that he said that to me, he's like, I remember that night. And I remember like there was something that was said um, earlier in the night with my aunt, who's like extremely conservative. And she was kind of like saying problematic things when we were driving through West Hollywood. And I, you know, clapped back and was like, that's not like right to say basically. And then he remembers that part, but he doesn't remember saying when we got out of the car, what he said to me, we're so close now. He's the best. Like he accepts everything I do, even though the song is daddy love him. And I'm talking about, you know, I'm going to love this guy anyway. He, when I first played in the song, he was like, Hey, I like, don't, you know, I don't judge anything you do, but I was like, but there was that one guy that you did hate. And then he's like, Oh yeah, wait, I remember him. Wait, so are you saying that, that daddy, I love him is about a specific guy. So Daddy, I Love Him is a compilation of a lot of different things that came together. Okay. Um, the, the one line about he has a snake tattoo on his face, that's about a guy that I did have a moment with who got a snake tattoo. 
Dude, I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I, when I, I I brought this song to Christopher a couple weeks ago, and I was like, Do you know him? No, I I don't. But um, I brought the song to Christopher, and I was like, Look, I'm a drag queen. I'm a flaming homosexual. And if my kid came home with some dude who had a, <laughs> snake, a snake tattooed, tattooed on, on his, his face, face, it would not be. It would just be like. This is like me as a parent being like, no, 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 you deserve better, honey. You deserve oh, better. Yeah. So uh, my parents. Spoiler alert. That. He married the guy with the snake tattoo. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I didn't. We're still friendly. Uh, and my, <laughs> Wait, my, really? my mom, my <laughs> mom did meet him. My mom met him, but uh, he didn't get the snake tattoo until after we were not romantic anymore. I'm still friendly with him, but he got the snake tattoo afterwards. Would the snake tattoo um, have, been a, have been a deal breaker? Maybe. It's actually not that appalling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything because I dated a Brazilian model once who had like lip, like kiss lips on tattooed on his cheek. Whoa. And like, okay. and he, he was a Brazilian model. I learned something Shut new up. about my co-host on every single I've dated two Brazilian show. models. Thank you very much. Brazilian <laughs> models, by the way, have extremely low standards, obviously. Oh my gosh! Low standards, high flexibility. Don't play yourself. Sorry, you live. So you live in the L.A. area now, right? I do. But where yeah. did you grow up? Is it was it in L.A. or I grew up in Calabasas, actually, which I don't love to tell people because it's like Kardashian, blah blah blah. But I was before that era. You know, you were pre pre Kardashian. Calabasas. I mean, they lived there. They lived. They lived there, and I knew of them and stuff. But they weren't. They didn't have their show when I was. Okay, up. what he means is, he knew them. They lived there, but they were like their original incarnate. This was before all the surgeries and the you know the nips and the tucks. When they, and the, were they ugly and unpopular then? Before their transformations, no. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm a very different age from all of them. I'm like in between, so I didn't grow up with any of them. But like, you know. Like I remember going to their really old store, not Dash. They like had a different store, and I remember seeing the oldest one, Courtney. I saw Courtney there working there. That's when she was still like hefty. Was she ever? The views and know. opinions no. of Poyo Domar. Yeah, that's why I liked. Alone. I always liked. Someone was hefty. Like. Wait, like my maybe I said the wrong name. I don't know. All right, we're gonna but move anyway. on from the fat shaming part of the I'm show. I'm not fat shaming her. That's actually why I liked her. I liked her because she did not look like all the rest of them. And then all of a sudden, it's like they were. She's I think like, you're talking about Chloe. I think you're talking. about Oh, Chloe. you're right. She is the hefty one. <laughs> but she is not anymore, Sorrow. She's like, I'm dead. So am I after this. I'm going to be so canceled. <laughs> I know you're literally. Yeah, the PR team is going to come and end your life for sure. What is it that you did as a creative to stay sane during the year that no one ever thought would end? Like during COVID and lockdown and quarantine and no live performances and can't go talk to anybody. How did you pass that time as a creative? I definitely did not stay sane whatsoever. <laughs> Let's just start there. But no, it was uh, it was extremely tough. When it first started it kind of was nice to like have all that time and mm -hmm. go on like long walks with my ex and, you know, just like <laughs> that framing cook, is great. <laughs> cook, I don't cook, cook, like cook every meal and like get drunk every day. But then it was like, okay, this is really intense to just like not see anyone else. And I couldn't see my nephews and my, yeah, and my family and no one. Um, I picked up the piano 
And that was a, one of the ways I was writing a bit. Um, I actually was like working a, a lot, like more than I thought I would. And like good things were happening. Like I was doing live streams and like random modeling gigs that were online. Like just, yeah, things were coming in. So I wasn't not busy, but I was lonely. Um, so yeah, mostly just writing piano, a lot of Netflix. I watched the entire, every single episode of Sex and the City for the first time, which was a trip. That show has so many problematic moments that did not age well. So many but, uh, shows was, seem to in hindsight, don't they? True. Yeah. Did you get into the Tiger King craze at the beginning of COVID? Did you have to watch I did. that? Yeah. That Absolutely. was such a delightful shit show. That was great. It was. It was great. I forgot about that. Thanks can we for get can me. we get the Tiger King on the show? I, I like I never watched that show. I'm Is pro- he out of jail yet? I don't care. No, call he, him in prison. Can we get him on? He he asked he asked he thought that President Trump or whatever was going to pardon him. He's actually in really ill health and that he's trying to get Joe Biden I think to let him out so he can get proper treatment or doesn't have to die in there or something like that. I'll sign the petition if he does the show. I, I have so many I questions. never watched I never watched it so I have no idea. He had some like hot boyfriends that were all straight or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Gay for pay, honey. Gay for pay is a thing. Or tigers. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. I won't go quietly. Don't want your fake apology. Just need your weight on top of me. I'm yours to break. I'm taking everything. Want to see over quality. Please fuck the devil out of me. I'm yours to live and after hearing so much of your work and, and researching this and, and, and adding you to our, our playlist on the show early on, um, I definitely want to, but what what would a live sorrow show look like? What do I get if I go see you live somewhere? Like what? Uh, how would you describe your performance style? Yeah, so I just had a show on Friday night and <sighs> yes, I congrats. kind of, thank you, yeah, first show back and it was amazing. It felt like having sex while levitating um it was it was really really fun and the thing that was like i switch off the style a lot based on what the show is so sometimes i'll do me and four dancers with like 
you know, like a very pop performance where it's like track and four dancers and we're just like getting sexual and it's like a lot of energy. And then I also have like a more like music focused show where it's like me and a full band and no dancers. And then I have like the hybrid that's like maybe two dancers and like a full band. Or, you know, if it's like a really big show, I'll have the full four dancers and the full band. But uh, but this last show was just me and the dancers. Did you feel rusty going back to, to being on stage? I did, but like the second I was on stage, I was like, it felt like I honestly was more ready than I had ever been. Talk through working your sexuality into your work. Um, how important is it to you and how much does your sexuality inspire your music? I because you mentioned that your your set with your dancers can get sexy. So like oh my gosh, yeah. no, we just went no this last moment, this last one. I have a new song called Boy Tears that's not out yet. It's probably coming out in the next couple months. Um, and for that, I literally have like a sex moment with each dancer. Like they're like little vignettes that happen. Oh, that's I, like, cool. Go from and it's it's really it's a lot. And it's funny because my parents came to the show, <laughs> and they were just like, "What is happening?" It felt very like Lil Nas X like moment but um yeah i i think it's important to be true to what i want to say in a song and like in the past i wouldn't use male pronouns when talking about love interests or even i would kind of like be a little more, more mysterious and i think now i'm a little more comfortable being on the nose with it this project is the furthest i'm taking it for sure like it's a very queer a lot of the songs are extremely queer when it comes to subject matter, obviously, Daddy, I love him. Um, Boy Tears, like I said, uh, and a couple of others. Um, but I don't know if like, I I think that this is all just coming out of me. I'm not like going out of my way to make stuff feel queer. I'm just like doing it. So who knows in the future if it's going to be the that same. You're gay. You're like, I'm, I'm just like, I feel more comfortable now. So it's just like coming out. I think there's something to be said, you know, our, we were always warned that our parents, you know, got more conservative as they got older, but I think there's something about our generations that are, are definitely as you sip Starbucks. Sorry. I had to point that out generational and fabulous. Um, I'm dying. <laughs> I don't even, if this is like something I don't do all the time. I'm at my friend's house and she's the Starbucks queen. So we just, yeah, of course, I needed you're going to jump on that mobile order. I think that our generations are getting, especially queer folk of our generations, are getting more and more queer and experimenting more and thinking outside the box more um, than ever before. I don't think any of us are trying to to comply any longer. And I think it's really I exciting totally to see how it inspires artwork. Yeah. Yesterday I had my first nail what is it called like manicure where i got like actual nails for a photo shoot i did like three separate nail moments and it was so intense because i didn't know how long that was going to take like i had never done it so it was like an hour for every nail setup in between shoots shots um and i loved them and i wanted to keep them but i just was like i have too much shit to do this week and i can't function <laughs> like i can't wipe my ass like with these nails or like pick up anything so uh, I took them off, but I, yeah, like that, like me shooting with nails in the clothes that I did yesterday was something that like five years ago, I'd be like, that would never happen. What other independent queer artists are you living for right now? Um, we, we try to put the spotlight on artists that, that definitely don't get the attention they deserve. Uh, so uh, like who's on your radar? Who should we be watching? Oh my gosh. Who do I love? Um, someone who I've loved for a while. 
is Katie Day. Um, she is out of Australia, I believe. I'm obsessed with her music. Um, someone who just uh, played the, that festival with me the other day, Jake Wesley Rogers. I don't know how independent he is, but he actually, I don't know uh, their pronouns. So I'm going to say they are amazing. Like put on such an insane show was giving me Elton John vibes, like voice of an angel. And also absolutely incredible artist, the style and yeah, the po the poetry, like it's just, it's stunning. They're truly Elton John. In yeah. This prime. Yeah. Look at us showing up to the funeral with conversation that's way too colorful. Almost broke up of a spilled milk waterfall. Blame it on the moon. We made up and made out in a swimming pool. Sometimes life is just like high school. Fight like adults, make love like it's taboo. And I really fucking hated high school. Was everything so hard? I didn't ask to even be born Both those happened when my eyes bit yours I don't remember life before I I hope it's worth dying for I, I That's what people do. It's the ones left behind that really lose. Why is everything so
That's Middle of Love from Jake Wesley Rogers. You're on Baytime on BFF.FM. I'm Christopher Beal with Pollo Del Mar and our special guest, Sorrow. What do you do outside of creating music? Let's remove the uh, recording artist from everything and just let's just the, 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 the person. What do you what do you do? What do you like to do? And especially if there's something nerdy and fun that you don't talk about a lot that you like to do, because we need all of that tea. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive nerd. I am a gamer. I've been a gamer since I was like five years old. My first game ever was Mortal Kombat. My parents didn't know that it was a violent game, but I like pulled the sticker off the front and was addicted <laughs> to it. Um, literally, I've played so many video games over the years. But yeah, that's something that some people don't know about me. I'm pretty open about it. And I, I'll post things a lot. But is it like um, a daily thing? Like it's it's one of the ways you relax is to play if games? I had time. If I had time to daily, I would, which I don't. I mean, I think I'm going to start doing like live streaming just so I, I have an excuse to do it. You could do it on Twitch. I mean, like exactly on Twitch, people like make crazy money doing that crap. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm probably going to start doing that. You should follow Poyo Domar on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I will. I definitely will. Thank you. Poyo, you got anything to add? No, I'm just mesmerized by him. Are you mesmerized? Is that why? You, wait, is that why I'm, you're being quiet? Because this is definitely the quietest, quietest you have ever been in our entire friendship. I know, but I also can't shut you up. So, but no, I I'm keep just looking I'm, back I'm at just you. Wa- like I'm, I'm just watching him. He's very attractive. It's it'd be easier. It'd be so. Do I look e- like one of your Brazilian models? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you don't look psychotic. So, wow. and I don't have lip tattoos. My the my. There were two different Brazilian models. One of them didn't speak English. I had to actually date him through Google Translate. Stop. All the good ones are a little psychotic. Sorrow, where can people find you on social media and find your music? Where can people connect with you other than listening to you on beta? You can find me on all streaming services. Just search for Sorrow. You can find me on Instagram at S-A-R-O. Easy. I just got on TikTok, which is weird, but I'm there. It's also at SARO, Twitter at Only Sorrow. And yeah. And coming soon to Twitch. (laughs) Oh, yes. Coming soon to Twitch. For real, you need to get on there. People would like pay you to play games. For real, though. I know. I'm like, can I be shirtless on Twitch? I don't know if that's against the rules now. You cannot because you cannot show you. You cannot show your nipples. Uh, What about pasties? You could. you, You could. Yeah. That is correct. And then I can charge people for ad space on my pasties. Oh my gosh. See, you're just such an entrepreneur already. We love it. Yeah. You guys are giving me ideas. Turning sorrow into dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Sorrow, thanks so much for making time to join us on Baytime tonight. Thank you guys so much. It was fun. Uh, when It's funny. This show started as literally just an idea and me in a tiny little DJ booth. And like, you're one of the first artists I found that I wanted to play. And so I never That's thought so in a million fun. years that, that um, as the show evolved, that we would end up actually getting to have you on the show. So that's really, this is really rad. Thank you guys for streaming, for being day ones. That's Sorrow, S-A-R-O. And this is Somebody Like You on Baytime on BFF.FM. Crystalline, feel it when our souls align, hope we never end. Storylines twisting, turning through the night, blowing in the wind. Been up for days in your embrace. On a new high, you chase the moonrise. Up for days in your embrace.
Tickets are on sale now for Sonoma County Pride. Their big concert to wrap up a full month of Pride events is happening on June 26th. Todrick Hall is headlining. He joined us on the last episode of On Bay Time. You can find that in the archives at bff.fm or if you have the RSS feed for On Bay Time in your podcast player, it's right there. This is Mascot from the album Quarantine Queen. Todrick Hall is on bff.fm. Did they cancel this field trip? Did they cancel this graduation? Did they cancel this? I didn't think they could cancel this. You gotta dance, dance, I drink. You gotta dance, dance, I drink. You gotta dance, dance, I drink. What? You gotta. You could be. Come on up, she on a spree, she wanna stop everything. So dance if you're on our team, the class of COVID 19. Yo, school's out, but it ain't no vacation. Got the there's no graduation I'm on team quarantine And it's time to face it Got a bomb prom gown And I'm not gonna waste it So the prom's still on But it's in the kitchen Netflix game strong Ain't a thing we missing I'm a quarantine queen You won't catch me with my mask off If you got one baby Maybe you can be my mascot Toilet paper pom-poms Netflix chilling with them Watching us around come Be my dick a prom prom I pick a brother with a mask Hot, you could be my mascot Toilet paper hair and weave And we ain't breaking up Cause we stuck and you can't leave but you can be my prom queen. I think I love her with a mask hot. You could be my mascot. You gotta dance, dance, I drink. Hey. You gotta dance, dance, I drink. Hey. You gotta dance, dance, I drink. Hey. You gotta. You could be my So they cut the school play, no intermission. Champion cheerleaders, no competition. You know, okay. the times are crazy and the news is scary. But we still not talking like our name was Jerry. Yeah. Saying we got this, we got this, got it. Close house party, go big, can't stop it. I'm a quarantine queen and my future about to blast off. And if you got a dream, baby, you could be my mascot. Okay. Toilet paper pom-poms. Netflix chilling with them watching us around come. Be my dick a prom-prom. I think a brother with a mask hot, you could be my mascot. Toilet paper 
BFF.FM Hide away In my utopia Too petrified To even look outside But it's on the eye
Headphones on Forgetting time and place All you wanted Feeling stuck Set him free Running out of luck you missed it in the gay news the san francisco giants doing a pride movie night tomorrow night june 11th and june 12th they're at oracle park they also have a whole line of pride merchandise on sale and the giants have been wearing pride uniforms which is kind of cool so definitely go out and support the giants as they celebrate pride month at oracle park this weekend friday and saturday night this is san francisco artist matt jaffe time traveler on bff Flirting with disaster Your face is wet with tears Happy ever after There's all but disappeared It's everything you wanted But how could you ignore This place is haunted Like you've been here once before Time traveler And would I work To flip the hourglass Watch promise of the future turn To phantoms of the past I wasted all my moments, dear Traversing centuries Cause it's not time But distance sets Dividing you and me Dinosaur to fossil 
Skeleton to dust Do what you want to If you can't do what you must Where you going And can I come along If I could start over I would probably still do it wrong Time traveler in what I were to flip the hourglass, watch promise of the future turn to phantoms of the past. I wasted all my moments, dear, traversing centuries. Cause it's not time, but distance sets dividing. Daytime, BFF.FM. Right next to you. 
getting too complicated When I should have looked and I guess I've been looking in all the wrong places Until I said, hey, how you doing? Yeah, hope I'm well Time to put that love on myself Before I give it back to someone else I need to
FM, you're on Baytime. I'm Christopher Beale. That's Poyo Del Mar. This is our love letter to San Francisco's LGBTQIA community, playing independent queer artists and talking to queers of note. And um, tonight, Sorrow, that was so rad. Yeah, I mean... Sorrow rad? Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, sure. He, it's fun. F- a fabulous artist. Um, we love having queer Cute. people... 
yes, very attractive. Mm-hmm. But, but and and certainly since we are definitely um, surpassing our own quota of caucasity, our Caucasianness. It's wow. great to have people of color, queer people of color like Sorrow on the show to, to get their perspectives on things and and certainly amplify their voices and the kind of. Um, musical output and creative output that they have. So, Saro, very much appreciated for joining us and, and sharing some of the information about, you know, what motivates and moves you. And uh, you've heard throughout the show, Saro's entire Spotify um, top five. So, if you liked some of the Saro music, definitely go go follow Saro in all the places and, uh, and support queer artists. We are merely here to introduce you to these folks it's your job to go support them that's that's where your work comes in you know that's always been so unfortunate in some capacities i think because i remember talking to a variety of um individuals who have had prominent careers for example as mainstream artists and then they they come out you know and it's the idea that they are embracing who they are and the hopes that the queer community that we will embrace them in return. And quite often the exact opposite happens. Like yeah. the, the, you know, we do not always support or um, promote or embrace our own. And that's so unfortunate because in a world where who we are can prevent us potentially from having opportunities when people like uh, a sorrow an independent artist who putting out great music, we should support them. So definitely go stream his songs. It costs you nothing to listen to him on your your Spotify playlist, add him, watch his music videos on YouTube. He's pretty, you know, he's easy on the eye. So it'll, at minimum, you'll have that. But yeah. the fact of the Just matter remains- the album art, turn the lights down. Yeah, I mean, the, play. The, the fact <laughs> of the matter remains that, you know, we as a community, I think far too often do not wholeheartedly embrace those of our own that we should or in ways we should. So, you know, why would people uh, risk necessarily be open and out about who they are if they don't know for a fact that we're going to love them and kind of you know shelter them in that process bff.fm slash pride is a place where uh, our station owner amanda is uh, updating so many shows here on bff.fm are uh, doing stuff for pride month polio Delmar, i saw this stat earlier in the bff.fm slack channel 40 uh-huh. percent of the presenters on this channel are lgbt well that kind of doesn't surprise me yeah, but i think that's pretty cool though. i mean it's great that's though cool that we're we, we just need a few more and we can be 50-50. By supporting BFF.FM, you are supporting a business that supports queer people and queer people in the arts and shows like On Bay Time. So definitely become a bestie today. Uh, I know that the station um, as a whole has big plans for the summer and wants to get back out and do remote broadcasts and get out in the parks and play music. So um, everything you do helps out a lot. Pollo Del Mar, where can people uh, keep in touch with you on all of the things um, until we talk again? I love week? that you say all of the things you are on all the things i am on i'm on like a few of them selectively i am sort of on all the things i have been really enjoying my twitch channel i'm going to tell you that it's twitch.tv slash pollo del mar and of course uh, if you want to see my gorgeous face which you don't get to do here on this radio station go on over to instagram.com slash pollo del mar fans that's a great place 
and uh, you're the Glamazon PDM for those of you that are on Twitter. Yes. I, I'm a, I'm a Twitter stan of yours. I love I love uh, the Glamazon PDM. Um, I'm at Real Chris J Beal on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram, though. Admittedly, I do not use Instagram all that much, um, and I'm not on Twitch. So uh, ChristopherJBeal.com is where you can find much of my stuff. More stuff coming up, but we are definitely booking this show on the fly. So as of right now, I can tell you that we have no idea who's going to be on the show next week, but we will announce it on our social media as soon as we know. Uh, yes. So we don't know for a fact, but I can will you give tell a you. really, really, really vague hint at who you're working on. Um, yes, I can. It reveals like nothing. Yes. I'm just going to say that like the letter that their name starts. No, with. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say that I am working to secure an interview with somebody for the next show. Fingers crossed who has done a not-so-distant-past collaboration with one of my favorite female musicians. Wow. Find out who that is. Make sure you follow on Baytime or uh, one of us or all. Actually, do do all the things. and um, All the things. And we hope you're having a great Pride Month. Take care of yourself and uh, reach out to us if we can do anything for you. Until next week from San Francisco, that's Pollo Del Mar. I'm Christopher Beal. This is BFF.FM and you're on Baytime. Good night.